Are you ready for common sense retirement planning advice? Tired of the noise coming out of mainstream financial media that doesn't always have your best interest at heart? Looking for someone who will answer the tough questions that applies to your money? Well, welcome to the Plan to Retire podcast. Each week, certified financial planner Jeff Bowers will make you a better investor, consumer, and help you make smart money choices as you journey through retirement. Head on over to plantoretire.com, that's the number two in Plan to Retire, where you can learn more, schedule a no-obligation introductory phone call, or subscribe to this free podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Now, here's your host, Jeff Bowers. Hello, and it's great to have you with us today on the Plan to Retire podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a couple different studies that have been done by some 401k record keepers, Fidelity. American Century and Empower. And I think you're going to find this really interesting, whether you're a plan sponsor, like an employer who offers a 401k plan, or if you're an employee who participates in a 401k plan, I think you'll find this information interesting today. Some of it's rather recent relating to some COVID items. And in general, I think you're going to find it quite useful. Now, remember, we're going to talk a little bit today, but we're not doing any financial planning here over a podcast any specific investments that we're going to talk about today are really just generalities and are not a recommendation for you to buy or sell a specific security. And we're not forming any kind of planner-client relationship through this podcast. So with that, let's talk a little bit about the first survey is from Fidelity Investments. And Fidelity did a survey on all of the companies that are on their record-keeping platform. And to talk English to you here a little bit, what's a record-keeper? A 401k has several entities behind the scenes, whether you're a participant in a 401k plan or you're an employer who offers a 401k plan. The record keeper is exactly what the name says. Somebody keeps records on the 401k plan. It keeps records of the money going in, the money going out, the values of each client, maybe a loan that's outstanding. Simply that they keep the records, they keep the numbers. And the record keeper most oftentimes I always want to point out to people, if you don't know who your record keeper is, your record keeper is the company's name that's on your statement. So if you get a quarterly statement in the mail or you log into a website, you see a name like Fidelity, Empower, or Vanguard, that's who the record keeper is. They may or may not be the investment provider, but the record keeper, in this case, was Fidelity Investments. And what they did, they surveyed, they do this every year and apparently every quarter, the number of participants that Fidelity has as a record keeper that have $1 million or more in their 401k plan. And I found this really interesting. It hit an all-time high at the end of 2019. Fidelity Investments actually had 233,000 individuals who had a $1 million or more who are participants in a 401k plan in each of their accounts. Now, that number had dropped significantly due to the pandemic. It actually dropped down below 200,000. But just recently, that number at the end of the first quarter and the end of the second quarter has gone back up now to 224,000. So it's 224,000 people on Fidelity's 401k platforms that have a million dollars or more in a 401k plan. That's kind of amazing if you think about it. But remember, we've talked in past podcasts That balance in your 401k plan is not so much the big issue. 
It's not a savings account. This isn't an account that you're going to go into the ATM one day and boom, okay, if I have a million dollars in my account, I want to pull out $150,000 to buy an expensive car or do an addition on my house, or I want to withdraw $300,000 to buy a condo at the beach. Remember, it doesn't work that way. When that money comes out of your 401k plan, it's taxable income. So what you need to think about is not so much these folks that have a million dollars in their account, but what does that million dollars generate? In fact, Fidelity had done a study a few years ago that I'd read in conjunction also with BlackRock Investments had a very similar study that came up to the same thing, that if someone had a million dollars in their 401k plan and they're in their mid to late 60s, they could expect about fifty dollars to $55,000 a year in sustainable income from that portfolio. I personally feel that's a little high, but it's not a million-dollar account. It's what does that generate? And I'll often tell clients if they have a million-dollar account, I think realistically they want to think that's going to generate between $3,500 and $4,000 a month in retirement income if they're age 70 and starting to take withdrawals. I think that's really their best-case scenario. But either way, there's 224000 401k millionaires out there in Fidelity's platform. And I would suspect with the market run up recently, that number is probably much higher, but that's a lot of people with a lot of money. Interesting also for Fidelity Investments, the number of individuals that have IRAs with $1 million or more. There's right now 204,000 Fidelity clients that have a million dollars or more. The high on that was the end of 19. There was 208,000. So there's now 204,000. That number's come back nicely as well of individuals that actually have IRA accounts with a million dollars or more. I thought that was quite surprising. I can tell you 20 years ago, wasn't anywhere near that number of people because 401k plans were just getting started out. Now, the next study is from another 401k record keeper and a rather large one. I know we see them a lot in school district plans or 457 plans, deferred comp plans at municipalities, but this is Empower Retirement. And Empower Retirement did a paper recently titled Retirement as a Last Resort, How Americans Cope with Financial Need. And what they wanted to study is how are their participants in the 401k plans that they're a record keeper, how are those individuals handling financial stress? How are they handling the financial stress and the duress of their current situation, especially in lights of COVID-19? And here's what they found out I think is kind of interesting. 35% of people said they reduced spending. 15% said they dipped into savings. 11% said they deferred a student loan. And 11% said they maxed out credit cards. What's interesting is those numbers, you didn't hear anyone say they took a 401k loan in the top four reasons or the top four reactions to a financial crisis. They didn't take a 401k loan or they didn't take a 401k distribution. In fact, a third of the respondents said they would tap their other savings and other vehicles before they'd ever tap a retirement account due to the economic circumstances of COVID-19. So That behavioral aspect, I think, is very positive that people are realizing. Remember, when you take money out of a 401k plan while you're employed, you're not taking that money out. That's not the dollar amount you're losing today. In a previous podcast, I gave an example of a 40-year-old. If a 40-year-old takes $10,000 in a hardship withdrawal out of their 401k plan and you use a 7% withdrawal, that $10,000 at age 50 is $20,000. 
At age 60, that 20 would have been $40,000. And at age 70, that $40,000 would have been $80,000. So the client who, the person who's taken $10,000 out at age 40 is not really taking $10,000 out of their 401k plan. What they're doing is what would that $10,000 been worth down the line when they were ready to generate retirement income? And for that person at its age 70, that would have been approximately $80,000 during those 30 years had they gotten 7% return on investment. So it's glad to hear that people were responding according to Empower from their survey and that they were holding off on taking those distributions. I think it's important. I know a lot of 401k record keepers and a lot of financial media have really been trying to press upon the importance of people not withdrawing. And I know that's something we work very hard as well as when we're advisor on companies' 401k plans is to really hold off on taking that distribution from your 401k as an absolutely last resort. So Interesting, Empower said they only experienced 1.4% of eligible plan participants actually took a withdrawal due to the coronavirus aid package that was passed. So only 1.4% of people actually exercised that, which is kind of interesting, but they really, people held off on that. So it's good that people are holding on to that as a last resort. Next survey is something that came in through American Century Investments. And American Century does a survey each year, and they are recently doing one about what are plan participants, what are we as employees looking for in 401k plans that maybe is or is not being provided. So I think that's an interesting perspective to listen to this. If I'm a company and I'm struggling to find new employees, which a lot of people are today, what can I do to make my benefits package better? In other words, what are people looking for? in a 401k plan. Well, here's some insights that American Century is telling us. Interesting is eight in 10 401k participants would be more likely to leave their money in their 401k plan if their employers offered an investment option specifically to help retirees draw income during retirement. So in other words, 80% of people that are in a 401k plan, according to this American Century survey, said they would leave the money in the plan when they retire if their company's 401k plan offered some sort of retirement income option. And let's chat a little bit about that right now because some of the landscape has changed and I anticipate the landscape changing further here in the next year or two. And let's talk a little bit about why. Let's go back to December of 19, the SECURE Act passed Congress and signed by President Trump. And one of the things the SECURE Act did It gave direction to employers that if they wanted to offer an annuity retirement income option in their 401k plan, it's going to give them what they call a safe harbor provisions or safe harbor direction. And previously, before the law was passed, if I was an employer and wanted to bring an annuity into my 401k plan, there really wasn't any specific guidance from either Department of Labor or the IRS or any kind of law that really told me what should I look out for because I have a fiduciary responsibility in my employees, but I recognize they want something that offers income. I'd be a little hesitant of doing that because I wasn't getting any real guidance. Well, once a SECURE Act passed, and actually is authorizing, Congress is now making it law, 
and the Department of Labor is in the process of drawing up specific guidelines and regulations. Remember, just because a law passed doesn't mean that we can do anything in the law. It takes the government agency who's going to enforce and regulate the law time to write guidance and to write the rules and regulations as it relates to that. So that's happening right now with the Department of Labor. And what they're going to do, they're going to be coming out, I would suspect, in the next year or so with some directives to the fidelities of the world, the vanguard, the empowers, telling them how do you put annuities in these 401k plans as a record keeper. And my suspicion is, and you know, somewhat my hope, is that we're going to see more annuitization options. And remember, what annuitization means is if I have a million dollars in my 401k plan, maybe I want to take a quarter of that. Maybe I want to take $250,000 and I want to put it into this investment option that's going to guarantee me a retirement income for the rest of my life and maybe guarantee retirement income to my spouse or beneficiary as well. So it doesn't mean I've put all my money, maybe just a portion into this annuity option within your 401k plan. Now, again, annuities are not going to get out of discussion today. There's so many annuities out there. It's like flavors of ice cream now. The idea of chocolate and vanilla is gone. You got every flavor under the sun. Well, the same thing is with annuities. So what I believe you're probably going to see when the regulations are written and you're going to see the 401k record keepers, again, the Fidelities, the Transamericas of the world, they're going to produce streamlined, simplified, what I'd consider more wholesale annuity products. These aren't going to be the annuities that you're going to be buying off the shelf from an insurance agent or from a bank representative or from your Morgan Stanley guy or girl. This is going to be more of a wholesale item, which I think is going to be very basic, stripped down, probably very low cost because it's going to be in your company's 401k plan. And it's going to be offering something very simple, like a guaranteed lifetime income. And as we see from the survey of American Century, 80% of employees would leave their money in a 401k plan if your 401k plan offered something like that. So if you're an employer who's decision maker in your 401k plan, what I want you to think about is if 80% of the people find that valuable, that's something you're going to want in your 401k plan. Because remember, the 401k plan is a retention tool. This is supposed to be something to help you retain and attract employees and if 80% of people like the idea of generate retirement income, that's something you're going to want to do. So keep that in mind. I think that number is interesting. It's that high. I would have not guessed it was going to be that high, but it doesn't surprise me when I talk to people every day in 401k plans and kind of see the angst and concern with employees of what am I going to do with all this money? I'm 55, 60, 65 years old. I often hear the conversation and the question to me is, Jeff, what am I going to do with this money now? How do I generate income? So 80% of people want that option. Well, thanks to the SECURE Act, my expectation is you're going to see those products start to be available in the next year or two on a more larger basis than what they're being offered now. The other thing the survey pointed out that's pretty high percentage, 60% of plans participants, so 60% of your employees in a 401k plan expressed interest in environmental, social, and governance investments as part of their retirement plans, what we call ESG, environmental, social, and governance investments. So these are your sustainability investment options, 
These are your environmentally sensitive, socially responsible type investments. 60% of employees are actually very interested in participating and selecting those type of options in your 401k plan. So if you don't have an ESG, socially responsible option, or environmentally sustainable investment option, something to consider, maybe you want to add to your investment menu and your investment mix. So when 60% of people want something, something maybe really to think about. The other thing that the American Century study found was three in four participants would find it attractive if their employers offered holistic financial advice. So again, let me repeat that. Three in four plan participants, 75% of employees would find it attractive if their employers offered holistic financial advice. So when 75% of people are looking at a benefit that you're offering through your employees and see this feature of that benefit being attractive, in other words, 75% of people would like to have a 401k plan that offers some sort of financial planning tool or financial wellness tool. Now, those tools take many forms. There's online tools, there's programs through financial advisors. We at Plan to Retire, we have one as well that we do in person, as well as one service that's offered virtually. So when 75% of people are looking for financial advice and financial guidance, and they're turning to you and your company and your company's 401k plan as the source That's something to think about. There's an opportunity that you can enhance your benefits that you're offering through offering that additional package. I think that's really interesting. So just to view real quick, 80% of people would like to have some sort of retirement income option. 60% want some sort of environmentally and social and governance type investing. And 75% want some sort of vehicle to get investment advice. So all this from the American Century's investment survey. So we certainly thank the fine folks at Fidelity, Empower, and American Century. And the podcast description, we're going to leave links to all three of their websites. So that way, if you want to get a look at that and possibly get a deep read into those studies, knock yourself out, it'll be available. So with that, we're going to wrap up today's plan to retire podcast. I hope you gained some knowledge today, something that can make your financial life better. And remember, if you're not doing the planning, someone else is doing the planning for you. And if you have additional suggestions on future podcast topics, or you have a question for us, feel free to email us at podcast at plan to retire.com. That's podcast at the word plan, the number two, and the word retire.com. So again, you have a great day and we look forward to chatting with you during our next podcast. Stay healthy. Thank you for tuning into the Plan to Retire podcast. Head on over to plantoretire.com. That's the number two. So plan the number two retire.com to learn more, schedule a no obligation introductory phone call, or to subscribe to this free podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll see you next time on the Plan to Retire podcast.